Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today, I have Andrew Yates with me. He um, is the CEO and co-founder of Promoted.ai, and he's located out of San Francisco, um, if I'm right. Um, could you please introduce yourself, Andrew? Hi, everyone. Yeah, uh, Andrew Yates, uh, Promoted AI and San Francisco. I'm the CEO and founder. Cool, cool. So what does Promoted do? We optimize marketplaces. And what do you consider a marketplace? Because we have a very differentiated audience. So a marketplace could be like, like amazon.com or, uh, but, but you, you probably mean something else. So, so could you be a little more specific on what you exactly consider to be a marketplace and how your ad tech or your solution helps to um, basically improve ad tech there? Absolutely. We say marketplace where what we're really talking about is commercial media in general. We, we are all ex ad engineers from from Google, Facebook, my, my co-founder and I, Dan Hill, we were engineering managers on, on ads team at Pinterest. And, and my background is I worked on the ads engineering piece, the, the click and prediction models at, at Facebook. And, and Dan, he worked on the ads manager piece at Google. Mm hmm. And our big insight was that all commercial media can be much, much, much better if it were delivered as if it were an ad, even if it wasn't an ad. And we take that kind of insight and that type of technology and we bring it to two-sided marketplaces because those are the hardest to optimize. And it's not that that's the only thing that we can do. It's that it's... It's a really interesting application for all of the thinking and discipline and technology that has gone into what makes Facebook ads work, for example. Cool, cool. So on your website, you also have a couple of examples. So and those typically make make things a lot clearer also for listeners. So um, one of the examples I uh, noticed over there was OutSchool. Could you explain that case to the audience? So what did you do and what was the solution that you offered? Yes, we love OutSchool. Yes, OutSchool is, I believe they were last valued at a $3 billion uh, Y Combinator uh, startup from several batches ago. They're, they're just doing really well. And what OutSchool does is it connects teachers or, uh, or, or people who have some class that's a video class with learners, people who are looking to join these classes. And these classes, they can be one time, they can be recurring. Uh, but there are a lot of really interesting characteristics of these classes, like anyone can, can, can create any class and they may only exist, exist once. And they also exist maybe at a scheduled time. And so maybe this is a fantastic class, but it's not going to happen until tomorrow and you're not available tomorrow or it's already happened. And so it's not relevant how good it was, or maybe it gets recreated next year because it's some, some sort of seasonal class. And so the effect of all of this is that it's a very challenging marketplace to optimize. And it's very challenging for learners to find a class that is right for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did you, so what, what did you do to help them there? Yes, we help learners find classes by optimizing their marketplace search and feed. 
Okay, so I I imagine that's that is like search feed, maybe promotion ads, etc. Um, so how exactly do you do that? Because that seems like like it might seem like a little magic there because it's it I, I can imagine that this is a very very costly uh, effort to to target the right learners there to find them to it can be you know you, you could be spending a lot of money on all kinds of content and putting your content out there in paid ads and promotions etc and you mm-hmm. can earn a lot of money and and you obviously help them to to save money there and to be more specific and more relevant there so how did you how do you do that yeah and and this is where the twist is and by the way i i, I noticed that for people who run ads their own ad campaigns they they sometimes get stuck in their own perspective of their experience running an ad campaign on say Facebook or or on uh, Google. We come from it from the platform perspective. Like, okay, if you if you were Facebook, how would you get everyone to be successful overall in aggregate? And it's like, well, if you made everyone just a little bit better, then the entire platform would be better, right? Mm-hmm. So starting with that, first of all, OutSchool has no ads. So we are an ad tech company. And there's no ads. So what are we doing, right? (laughs) Well, one thing that we do is if you ever run an ad campaign, the first thing that you'll notice is a tremendous amount of measurement and metrics. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have impressions. There's a very standard definition for an impression. And people are very serious about this. It's an IAB uh, impression uh, visibility. Did people see it? Was it sufficiently on the screen enough, et cetera? Then there's the clicks. And then is it how long do people click on it? Um, then there's demographics. You get all sorts of demographic reporting on your ads. And then there's the attributed conversion piece. That's where a lot of this uh, data privacy issue is coming up, where you can't attribute the conversion back to ads that you've seen on, a, on another platform. But, but nevertheless, you have this entire chain of measurement of did when, you, when someone saw this item of content, what did they do and did it cause them to make some action, typically a purchase? Mm-hmm. So the first thing we did with OutSchool was we took all of that infrastructure around measurement and we implemented it for everything on OutSchool, all of their ordinary search and feed results. Because before, if if you don't come from ad tech, you don't really understand how much data and how critical it is to have good measurement. You may know that you care a lot if you're an advertiser about correct measurement. But if you're building out, let's say, a search and discovery machine learning team, maybe your background is more of like search retrieval and machine learning, not really how do you measure if someone actually saw something and then engaged with it. But that sort of thinking comes from ad tech. And that's the first thing we did with OutSchool is just measure everything correctly on their search and feed as if it were an ad to that level of, of rigor and standard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and um, what, what kind of results did you see after improving? Because you, you probably, you, you obviously analyzed that data, then you, you had some improvements there. So what's yes. the, what, what, what kind of results could you see and how long did it take before you saw any results? Yeah. So once we had all of this accurate measurement, we were then using that measurement to predict back what people were most likely to click and then in, and then convert on something. Uh, this is uh, called the incremental conversion model, and it's something that's used in in ads. 
And we saw a an increase of it was eleven point two percent of people who searched uh, converted. Wow! So over eleven percent more conversions from people that came from search from search. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And since search is their main surface, that was a, a very large improvement in their uh, revenue per user. Yeah. And and it comes from people finding what they're looking for which is exactly the core function of these marketplaces. And so it creates this fantastic virtuous cycle of not only do you get this initial boost, but it's not it's not coming from something that may not be sustainable. It's coming from something that is your core business and you're just doing it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just, just, uh, because there's a lot of stuff going on in ad tech with, with the uh, cookie-less world that we're heading towards. Uh, Google yes. just, just announced that they're going to, do that in 2024, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> if, if ever, but you know, well, they'll so, do it. They'll do it. They'll do it so, some sometime. But you know, um, you, you are you using any third party data, or are you uh, building your own models? How do you do that? Well, that's the, also the beauty of our perspective, which is we are the in house team from these major platforms. We never worked in, or at least I didn't. I I didn't work in traditional ad tech of pulling data from all these different third-party sources. So like, for example, at Pinterest, we always thought about data as the data on your own platform. And so, no, we don't use any third-party data and we don't need it. We actually get a tremendous amount of signal from what people are doing on your own app and website. And so all of this data privacy issue is is entirely irrelevant for us. Mm because cool. it's all first party data. Cool, cool. So um, let's say some some listeners um, are enthusiastic and they wanna try this out. Um, is, this, is this like suitable for any industry in any market or are there specific industries that you focus on or that you have seen best results in? It is suitable for any industry. It's suitable for if you have a list of items that you can show, which do you show? Any, any sort of pattern where there is commercial value in showing one thing versus another thing, that's something that we can help with. We've found the most value starting. We, we're a startup ourselves. We're, we're about a couple of years old. We did Y Combinator Winter 21. And so that was um, a, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. We found that we fit best with these large two-sided marketplaces like the Andreessen Horowitz Top 100 Marketplaces, so we have Teachers Beat Teachers and OutSchool and, and HipCamp, et cetera. The reason is they're so complicated that they have no other solutions. They, they also have good engineering teams. So in terms of like best practices, they've already done reasonable engineering that typical vendors out there, they've already surpassed that. That's not to say we can't help anyone we can help general e-commerce we can do b2b marketplace we can do social media it's just that we've found that the 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 cross between what we could build in let's say a year and the level of our technology and the needs of our customers have have best fit with two-sided marketplaces that have some scale cool cool um well it, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast is there something i forgot to ask you or something that you wanted to share about promoted before we conclude this uh, session Yeah, I I want to emphasize the power of correct measurement in particular. Mm -hmm. And and for people who are doing marketing technology and advertising, I don't think 
sometimes it's not realized how much of a superpower that just correctly measuring things and having these concepts of um, incrementality or um, standard definitions across platforms or, or multi-touch model. It's, it's very interesting because I think even just an introduction to ads measurement, even people who maybe not don't have a PhD in economics or, or, or statistics or such a thing, but the level of thinking that people develop when they're running advertising and marketing campaigns, because it's your money, because you really care, right? Like, because the stakes are real and the correct measurement means you're either being profitable or unprofitable, your business is succeeding or not. Mm-hmm. And, and you can take that kind of thinking that maybe it's just very ordinary in, in marketing science and apply it to some other disciplines like general product analytics or machine learning recommendation systems. And you're just way further ahead than some of these other disciplines. And maybe some of these other disciplines have made like for machine learning, for example, sure, they have all the neural networks and recommendation engines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think if you do have a background in, in advertising and running campaigns or um, marketing and look around and see where else you can apply this sort of rigor and, and measurement and thinking, because I think it's really, really valuable. And I think it's greatly underappreciated because I feel like when you say the word ad, people immediately start thinking in this narrow box. Mm-hmm. But at the other side of it, hey, online advertising in generally commercial media is is the largest industry and technology, way bigger than crypto, way bigger than re- really anything else you can name. It's the biggest. Amazon uh, has a big component to the commercial media on their app. They've got, of course, Google and Facebook as their core business. Microsoft is into this, right? It's a lot of really smart people have worked on this for a long time, but people kind of don't see it that way because it's, it's almost like it's the background. It's so omnipresent that I think people don't think about it with as much rigor or or like appreciation as it could be so Absolutely. if you're a marketer out there i think i think you know a lot more than than you you may feel like and uh you'd be really valuable in a lot of other fields as well cool thanks for that advice andrew i'll share a link to your linkedin profile as well as a link to promoted.ai um, for for listeners to to check that out and um well i hope to have you back in in the future sometime thank you i really enjoyed it Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.